Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Welcome to the Geek Down Podcast, the show where two friends and fellow nerds sit in front of microphones to try and figure out where their fandoms intersect. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. Ho. My name is Jordan Ferguson. It is episode 141, and we're here for our Christmas special. Festive, son. Yeah. We got eggnog. We got bugles. We've got peppermint bark Oreos. <laughs> the entire The entire desk we do this at is just a disaster of... Wires and, wires and snack wrappers. It really looks like most of your bedrooms, actually. Oh. Shots fired. Shots fired. Friends, if you want to listen to any of our other episodes, you can go back over to soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. That is where they live. We have like 141-ish. So many episodes. As we're getting ready for our uh, New Year's look back... Um, I realized, I forgot about that time when for our 100th special, we kept on putting it off for certain <laughs> reasons. And we were like, 99, 99, and three, three quarters. Ultra championship turbo mix. 99, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's a, a, a bit more than 141. I was di- and as I've been digging through the archives, continuing to like amass clips for the for the Geek Down highlight reel. Yeah. I forgot about that time I made you watch Keijo. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, that's you the, did. Uh, that's the show where... Women lose use their boobs and butts to knock each other off platforms into a pool. Because that was a thing. That was a thing. Someone created that. That almost bankrupted a manga magazine. Wonder why. Wonder why. You can go back and find all of those episodes over at SoundCloud if that sounds like the sort of thing you want in your life going forward. If you're like, what have I been doing all this time? Because, you know, the holidays are a time to take stock. Think back uh, at the at, year. Look at your life. Look at your choices. And maybe a choice you've made that you regret. It's okay to regret things. Absolutely. People say, no, n- absolutely no regrets. No, nah, fuck you. You can have regrets. Of course you can. Everybody well, has regrets. I, I wake up at three in the morning with lots of them. <laughs> Just riddled with them. Oh, in the shower, out of nowhere. Bam. Regrets. <laughs> there it is again. Yep. One regret you can easily remedy is by clicking that button on SoundCloud that says subscribe. You know what that's going to do? It's going to take you to Apple Podcasts, but it doesn't have to be Apple Podcasts. No, not at all. It can be Google something, Stitcher, other thing that is like Stitcher that does things for podcasts. Anywhere you get your audio content. If you search Geek Down, we probably going to be there. Yeah, yeah, we're just hanging around everywhere. And then you click subscribe, and from that day forward, you know what you're going to do? You're going to start 2019 on the right foot. Absolutely. Geek Down is the gift that keeps on giving, folks. And you're going to hear it by, like, January 3rd. What is that delightful sound? I wonder who it could be. I thought the elf season was past us. Nah, son. No. Elf season 24-7 in this piece. Some sort of gang sign. What the hell? I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking of the, like, uh, how does she... There's some commercial on some grandma goes, like, dollar, dollar bills, y'all. And, yeah, I was thinking of that for Chauncey. I don't have actual television, so I never see commercials. Right. It's always very, you know, illuminating for me when I go home. Oh, yeah, that's where I was going to say. That's uh, where you see commercials? Uh, my dad's. <laughs> we watch TV and get entranced by these strange commercials. Parents. The only people who still have terrestrial television. <laughs> But I said, always elf season around here. Yep, absolutely. No days off for your mans. Sir, Chauncey, Frostilicus, 
the third. MD. AAC? Is it, was that the casting? I, I don't know. It's not a file type. For- <laughs> I feel like that's just it's one an of the iTunes file. <laughs> Maybe well, that's what he is as well. Whatever the hell it is, he got it. Yeah. You have some letters after your name? He has those. Whatever letters you think you got after your name, you think you're a big deal? Chauncey already got them letters. Ages ago. Ages ago. And the only thing Chauncey wants to do, he's done everything else. Yeah. The only thing left for him to do is ride on Philip. Mount Philip. That sounds bad. Ride Philip. Yep. Through these digital streets and deliver hot, piping, fresh episodes of The Geek Down directly to your ear hole through your portable device. Absolutely. It's what he wants to do. If you are delighted by all of this and want to support this endeavor financially, a couple ways you can do that too. The first is our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash geekdownpod. There you can support us on any of the tiers there. We have show notes, we've got playlists, bonus episodes, all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. If that is too much commitment, then you can just buy us a coffee. ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod. Three bucks. That's it. That's it. And like once if you want, or maybe like once a month, or maybe once and never. Giving the control back to you listeners, because we respect you. Absolutely. We know you're busy. We're busy. Everybody's busy. Busy eating snacks. It's that season. If you want to tell us about how busy we are, if you want to comment on that undersea nightmare that was in near my work today. Um, Are you talking about uh, posters for Aquaman? Yes. Did you see that post? I did. Yes. No fucking thank you, Aquaman. Sidebar, we'll get into this. So yeah, okay. socials at GeekdownPod for everything, primarily Twitter. Yeah. I'm like really OCD with that now. Like I officially, if I don't hit drops after when I say things, it just makes it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything sounds wrong. Um, leaving work today. Yeah. Taking a little, I don't think it'll alarm anybody to learn that I work in a mall. <gasps> <What>? <laughs> Finished work. Last day of the week. What a week. What a week. It's holiday, y'all. I remember it. Making my way through, had heard there was a there was a chocolatier. Yes, that makes products enjoyed by uh, somebody on my list. Right. Um, but since I don't really see the mall that I work in, <laughs> because you because it's never open when I'm there. Yeah. I took a took a long leisurely walk. Had some time to kill. Saturday service on the TTC. You know how that goes. Oh yes, I do. What bus gonna be here in 25 minutes? Guess I'll take the scenic route. <laughs> Made my way down to try to find this thing, and on my way by, I just started seeing you know vacant storefronts with like all over decals for like oh that's a giant jason momoa it's like oh we're just shilling for aquaman all right Mm -hmm. fine aquaman came out whatever yeah then i round the corner it's not even a corner it's just kind of like divots in a little bit Mm -hmm. it's uh two statues yep of arthur and mira yeah one on either side and then like a large screen with like a waterfall and in front of it is this tentacled throne nightmare (laughs) thing that apparently the social media geniuses at Warner Brothers decided this was a way to really get that engagement with the people. Right. People can sit on this nightmare like they're the king, fucking king of Atlantis <laughs> and, you know, take a selfie. Hashtag Aquaman. Um, is this better or worse than the giant whale? What giant whale? Remember when they had that <laughs> giant poster? And there was a way, it was like a giant. Oh, at the Samsung store? Yeah. Because mm. you were not happy about that. I was that not happy either. about that either. You were so angry. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty even. I'm going to go the whale was worse. Right. 
Aquaman, okay, Aquaman, he's Aquaman. Yeah. You expect that. I yeah. see an ad for Aquaman, I'm, I'm like, mm. <laughs> You're already tensing. Yeah, mm. when, when's it coming? Water. Sun's coming. You're not, you haven't watched the trailer, have you? Um, I did. Oh. I'm like, they're so flagrantly CGI. Still makes right. me a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And they're also weirdly like, you know, dino alligator type shits. Like, right. I, I haven't seen him riding a fucking blue whale yet, but <laughs> I'm sure that's going to be in there. Um, If there was a, ever a fucking nerd movie that was like... I was the least target demo for. You're like this one. I am terrified of open water, and I don't think Jason Momoa is unbelievably hot. <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, I do. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm a human. <laughs> True. Um, so I took a photo of this for Twitter. Uh-huh. You know, no fucking thank you, Aquaman. And the dudes who like were clearly like you know setting this up and getting the lighting stuff were like oh man come back later we'll take a selfie i'm like you did i'm good chief <laughs> you could you do I that i am straight you can keep your nightmare throne and <laughs> i'm a leave please tell me you actually t- said it was a nightmare throne I, to I, them i, I did yes. <laughs> what did, did they give you a strange look no, i was already today. walking away by oh, that okay. point cuz <laughs> cuz friends my social graces are not great cuz i work night so i'm just like I'll be you like, don't know how to talk I'll, to people. I do not. I will say and, some weird shit and I'm already walking away while they process it. You know what, Jordan? Hmm. You've never been very good at talking to people and not making them cry. Damn, son. It's true. It's fact. It is the holidays <laughs> and I feel attacked. <laughs> uh, Happy holidays from Parkdale, everyone. <laughs> Speaking of Parkdale. Yeah, you want to tell people about um, your adventure tonight? <laughs> so I'm going to have some bugles. Kate, Kate came through with the snack game. Yeah. So... Often I I will get snacks beforehand um, or I'll bring snacks with me. You know, it's just going to sound like crunching the entire time. No, I'm off mic. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I got my head um, So I like to be economical with this. So I go to the No Frills. Sometimes the Dollarama, but No Frills usually has a better deal. As Jordan stuffs his face with bugles. My mic is off. <laughs> so I'm like, Great. No frills. But I forgot it was no frills on a Saturday night. No frills on Saturday night is an interesting place. Like, no frills in Parkdale in the best of times is a lot of fun. <laughs> Parkdale's wild and yeah. Yeah. But Saturday night was especially interesting. There was like uh, the uh, old man who was like feeling a ball of fruit for like the 15 minutes I was there. You have to check for ripeness. Um, there was some drama in like the cleaning supplies aisle. Um, you didn't tell me that one yet. I, I it said there was a lot going on. Oh there was the lady with the cart who kept on trying to run me over and then looked at me like <laughs> I got in her way. And I was like, what are you doing, ma'am? And continued to try and bash into me. Um, there was the, I'm going to assume cello playing uh, <laughs> uh, orchestra member who spoke with a very interesting uh, like British-ish accent. <laughs> British-ish. At, and being very polite to the staff, asking, I can't remember for something, pomegranates or I don't know, some fancy food. Pomegranates are so visible. They're on sale this week. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just wondering. <laughs> pomegranates. Um, and then, of course, there was the um, gentleman who did not have 12 items or the you were, not less. Flagrant. Flagrant oh, disrespect. It was like, and it wasn't like 14 items. It was like 100 items. <laughs> Everyone was pissed. And there was this African gentleman who was not having it and was like 
telling him off. And then in front of me, I still can't, I don't understand. If you were out there and you can and somehow stumbled upon this podcast, please let me know. There is a gentleman who bought exact, almost exactly $100 worth of vanilla extract. He had bottles of the stuff and he had told the cashier, I've only got $100. So if it goes over that, I'll have to, I can only buy up to what I can pay for, which I thought was very kind. He gave her a heads up. Sure enough, all of the extract came to $99.94. Wow. Which is like pretty dead on. And he, he hands her a crisp, crisp $100 bill. I don't know who this person was. I don't know why he needed all this vanilla extract. If someone knows of some new drug or something that people are using a vanilla extract for, please let me know. I am very curious. So that was my adventure at the Parkdale Dovros. I'm a terrible person. Why? I stuck your dick for some of that extract. <laughs> I know just the man for you to see. Well, there you are. I don't know if he's trying to corner the market on extract. Like, I just don't. I, I couldn't got, figure it out. He's got baking to do. Apparently. So, yeah. Kate rolled through with the, with the bugles, the peppermint bark Oreos. Yep. Because, friends, if you're American, you're like, well, okay, whatever. Canada's Oreo game Ooh. is lacking. It is not the same as the States. You go, you go to a, a Meyer or a Walmart in America, and it is like an entire aisle of fucking Oreos. Um, so I was at a fantastic Hanukkah party last weekend, mm. and there were piles of amazing uh, Oreos. There were... Where um, did they come from? Some person just mm. brought them, and they did a great job. They got uh, red velvet cup, uh, cupcake Oreos. There was birthday cake. There was a bunch some of them, them you can still find around in Canada. Yeah. I've had seen birthday cake at like Shoppers. I may have seen red velvet at like a larger No Frills mm-hmm. or maybe Walmart. But like, I remember your indignation at the chocolate peanut butter pie Oreo. Yeah, that I brought back from America. Yeah, not to Toronto, just to my house in my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> um, just America is killing on the Oreo game. We got to take what we can get. So the fact that we have like a a peppermint peppermint bark, bark. Listen, peppermint but peppermint bark is played is played out as a flavor like yeah i can acknowledge that yeah like back back when that that was my jam for like like six years ago and that was my jam because it's the only thing i could like make holiday related <laughs> it was like here have some bark yo it made some bark um you now, overdid it on the bark didn't you i didn't overdo it on the bark but like well listen some of the pieces were probably like you could use as a door i was giving like doorstop bark <laughs> pieces away to people um but now it's like it's just bark. Bark is like played out. Um, yeah, anybody can do bark. Peppermint oil was my oh was my the secret ingredient yeah. of my recipe. But we gotta take what we can get. And the other thing Caitlin rolled in here with, all the way from Hamilton. Yep, from the uh, goodness me. If you're unfamiliar with the travails of Caitlin's dietary needs, dairy, nah, no meat. Yeah. Meat's okay? Meat's okay. Um, it's just dairy. Mostly just dairy? Yeah. Dairy's out. Dairy's out for Katie Mac. And it's very sad and sometimes I ignore it and then I get giant welts <laughs> on my face or I get violently welts ill. Welts on your face? <laughs> she points to yeah. that. Clearly somebody's been... You know what? Why don't you shut the fuck up? <laughs> I've been a little stressed at work, somebody's right? Somebody's been sucking back the cow juice this week. There was some brie and I had it at a party <laughs> and it was amazing. <laughs> As a goiter forms on her face, she's like, "I'm not worth it." <laughs> it is. I was, absolute no regrets. <laughs> no, no regrets. Not about the dairy. 
Um, Brie is my weakness, okay? It is the gateway cheese to the rest of the dairy family. One of my weaknesses, and even it's even though when I have it, I'm like, this does not hold up to my childhood memories where I was just like literally like a hamster at the bottle, just like bah, 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 <laughs> sucking back the one liter bottle is the nog. Okay, so this is where this comes in. I have brought with me this holiday nog. Now I need to talk about this holiday nog in particular. God, it's got a story, yo. Because I do not like coconut. And as someone who can only have vegan stuff or dairy-free, coconut is just some fucking everything. Coconut oil, coconut butter, coconut... I hate it. It, I don't like the taste of it. And coconut makes me sick now. Raw, I used to eat raw coconut, loved it. Ate a little too much one day, realized it made me violently ill. So just put another thing on the list that makes me sick. And... Of all the... (laughs) My favorite phrase. Of all the nut milks... (laughs) Coconut is possibly the most vile. Oh yeah. There, there. When I was like off dairy, when I just by choice off dairy for a while, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, on do the soy milk for a while, and then maybe switch it up to almond or yeah. cashew or something. Yeah. And I think one day I got like unsweetened coconut milk, and I was Ooh. like, oh my god, <laughs> you people do this like willingly. Yeah. Um. So actually, my housemates, uh, Ryan and Krissa you guys are amazing, brought me oh. like four co- cartons of this. Cocoa nog. Um, and it's a coconut. And at first I was like, oh no, this is, I don't like this one because it's coconut. And Ryan's like, no, you had this like big, huge spiel about this is the only coconut product you like. I was like, oh, amazing. And I immediately drank like an entire carton. <laughs> um, <laughs> because it actually, I mean, Jordan says that it's only 60%. Listen. Nogish. <laughs> Listen, if you... If you can't have nog, it is a respectable substitute. Okay. I think also you really got to put some nutmeg in it. Get a, get a large... I was not bringing nutmeg with me. That was just going up slightly too far. I'm totally bringing nutmeg next Fresh, time. Freshly ground. Yeah. Uh, Hold on a second, baby. Give me a minute. <laughs> gotta, get to put grab, some nutmeg on that, sweetie. Yeah. No, it's going to have nutmeg. And then maybe even a little bit of rum like that does it. But I'm fine with this nog. I like this nog. Do you ever see that? Dirty Nutmeg song from the Stephen Colbert uh, Christmas special. No, the John Legend thing. No, it's kind of amazing. We may watch that at the break. The only spice I want you wiping off your face <laughs> is my nutmeg. Wow. Yep. Yep. Well, pour yourself a gla- glass, Sweetums. We're gonna keep it festive here for yep. a minute. Absolutely. And uh, I'm gonna that. step away from the mic for a minute. I don't know where he's going. Oh, goodness. What's he doing? Because I got presents for your girl. Oh, my gosh. I didn't bring you anything because I thought we were maybe seeing each other later, but this might not be happening. Might not be happening. Well, whatever. Then you'll have two Christmas specials. So the one thing, it's not a surprise because I was, you know. What? There's more than one thing. I was ordered. Yeah. Despite my belief that Katie Mack needs books like I need records. You know what, Jordan? In the nicest way possible. Mm -hmm. Shut the fuck up. Love you. This is the Star Wars (gasps) Women of the Galaxy sort of encyclopedia of all the Star Wars ladies forward by Kathleen Kennedy. I don't remember who wrote it, but I think she works for IO9 or something. 
Amy Ratcliffe. Amy Ratcliffe. There you go. She saw this on Twitter. Oh she, my God. Shock T's in it. Yes. Full disclosure, I recognized maybe three of the people when I flipped oh. through it. So good. <laughs> this art is amazing. Yes, and it's all it's all artwork, not photos. Mama the Hut's in it. Mama the Hut's in it. Okay. Is Dr. What's her face in there? Is that is she canon? Which doctor? Oh, she's from she's from the comics. Mm. Guy who wrote phonogram was writing her for a bit. Doctor something. I don't know. Dr. Phaser. Harrison Dula. Harrison Dula. Oh, this is so good. I right, put that down and get your other present. Because there have to be surprises. And she knew that wasn't a surprise. And this isn't much, but I just saw it. What? I just saw it. And what? Your girl, your girl Katie Mac, she likes to plan. <gasps> she likes to be organized. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This is amazing. You know, okay, okay. This is like, this is like the Venn diagram of of see fandoms coming together. So planning, which fuck you, is a fandom, um, <laughs> and Sarah Scribbles together at last. Oh my gosh! It is the Sarah Scribbles eighteen oh, month agenda. And guess what? I opened it up on. It's a uterus. <laughs> oh, it's made for me. <laughs> There you go, planner. Oh, this is amazing. Who needs a hard copy agenda in 2019? Caitlin McKinnon. Hey, you know what? Huh? I think you're great, but you can fuck off. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm actually like thoroughly amazed and surprised and delighted. This is fucking awesome. The spirit of the season, y'all. Where I give Jordan a hug and also tell him to fuck off at the same time. Yep. That's, <laughs> That's our relationship. A, a hug that tells you to fuck off. The Geek Down Podcast. Oh, you're welcome, sweetie. Christmas, y'all. Yeah. I feel really awkward now that I don't have anything for you. I honestly, as much of a like savage, selfish only child as I am. Yeah. Like I don't care about that. Like I love But I love buying people presents. Uh exactly. So if you if you want to if you want to experience the joy I'm feeling right now of having given Caitlin a present. It's so good. I'm so excited. I did get a present though, because my man Pops comes through last night at work. Hey, Pops, what's up? Um, and hands me the telltale dimensions of a brown paper bag. I'm Amazing. The, I'm the easiest person in the world to shop for. Also, Pops, um, just so you know, you have uh, taken up more space <laughs> in our Geek Down layout, uh, just so you know. I feel a call is coming, though. I said this to Pops. Is it coming? I feel like a call is coming. You make some money. I got to take buy a, more records. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're going to go and then the space is going to stay. No, no. no. So I can add to it. Um but I open it up and the, the record is uh, Nuova Napoli by, I believe they are a Berlin, Italian, I don't know, Euro something or other. <laughs> um, Afro beat, kind of world beat disco thing, uh, duo called New Guinea. And I was like, Pops, how do you even know about this record? Yeah. Like, no offense, Pops. Pop loved him some Weezer and some <laughs> My Chemical Romance and things like that and Little little outside Pops' wheelhouse. Right, right. Um, but he went down to, uh, he works near June Records and popped his head in there and was like, or he was like, my friend comes in here a lot. I was wondering if you guys could recommend a record. And Ian, the owner, was like, who's your friend? Uh, Jordan Ferguson? 
Oh yeah, because I'm in there a lot. All the time. Not all the time. They're not like Hisa, but they, you know, they did my book release and I've tried to give them money when I can because they were super nice to me during that event. And yeah, this is a record that was playing in the store one day and I like asked Ian about it. We talked about it for like 20 minutes and I did not buy it because it was expensive. Pops. Yeah. Pops. I know how much that record was. Um, yeah. So on the one hand, like buying gifts for people is awesome. And on the other hand, record stores are great. And also, and a good record store or a good bookstore or anything like that is like, people will be able to like. I know Amazon's easy, but but see, this is so. This is my thing. So I have I have all my Christmas shopping to do this weekend. Hey, that's horrible planning. I bought a gift for Kate, and that was it. Well, it was not a plan. It was I. My plan was to get everything done by November, and then because I'm poor, I ran out of money. And apparently, they won't let you go Christmas shopping if you don't have any money. It's the weirdest thing. I know it's so weird. They just won't let me take their items and <laughs> they, leave the store. <laughs> I tried, and they got me. Remember layaway? <laughs> oh, layaway! <laughs> Did they have layaway when you were growing up? Yeah. All right. I wish they still had layaway. Did you have the grocery store that like? would do credit no we had that in my hometown when i was a kid where you'd go and you had like an account and they like trusted that you would just like come and square up your account on payday yeah man i wish they still had seriously i'd eat so much better if i had credit yes better (laughs) yes better um but anyway so i have all my christmas shopping to do and i could go to a like a big box bookstore or you know, something in a mall, but there are a bunch of small stores in Hamilton that I want to support because they enrich the community, right? As much fun as a mall is and convenient it is, there's something to be said for being able to walk into like a small comic book store and buy a bunch of stuff and help them stay afloat and knowing that you're helping those people directly, um, not just some, you know, boardroom full of already very wealthy people. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be my move tomorrow because I... I, I I feel like I said this last year, but when we recorded an episode around this time, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not feeling it yet, Kate. Not feeling it? Not feeling it yet. And it won't be until I, you know, actually get out there. Because I've just been, life has been a blur of, you know, pallets of product and cardboard boxes flying through my life. Yep. Tomorrow I actually have a moment to like, oh, it's I Christmas. don't have to do that. Yeah. Let me throw a fucking Vince Guaraldi back on my phone and uh, hit these streets yeah. and go down to Chinatown and, you know, buy some trinkets for for my friends. Trinkets are fun. Things like that. I like trinkets. Um, but I got books instead, so there. <laughs> and also, a be remiss, I also to sh- shout out the Chief Brown correspondent, Kaim Dar, who uh, was in Knoxville recently. Tennessee? Apparently. That's a weird place for him to be. <laughs> I'd say so. Probably on the top five list of weird places for Kaim to be. I um, feel like we should just have a segment where it's like, what weird place is Kaim in this year? If Kaim were... <laughs> where should Kaim not go? Knoxville. Um, but he tried to find... He wanted to buy me a present, apparently, and Kaim was over here uh, this week. What's up, Kai? And came through with the two, he said, uh, blackest records he felt he could find at, like, the Knoxville swap meet or wherever he was. Amazing. Uh, two records I was totally unfamiliar with. This is John Handy, Handy Dandy Man. Amazing. 1978. He's got, like, some sort of safari hat on. Sax player, apparently. Uh, this is very disco-y. It's actually not bad. Oh. This one is that bad. This is The Sound of Boots. Amazing. By a saxophone player named Boots Randolph, apparently. Uh, this came out in 1968, which is not an era I care for right. in music. <laughs> right. Um, and full disclosure, Boots Randolph is not a black man. He's just, just photographed in a blue light. <laughs> uh, 
Well, he's just photographed in shadow. Hey, it's Knoxville. Like that's what you get. You don't file it by black. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, there's not probably going to be that much black music in Pro- Knoxville, Tennessee. Probably not. Hey, change my mind. Prove me, prove me wrong. Yeah, prove us wrong, people in Knoxville. Um, Let us know we're being ridiculous. <laughs> Further investigation revealed to me that Boots Randolph is the composer and performer of Yakety Sax. Oh, my God. Which you may know better, listeners, as the Benny Hill theme. Oh, dear. That is not on this record. That is too bad. That could have salvaged this record <laughs> if I had a copy of Yakety Sax on See, vinyl. If I bought you records, this would be... I would almost... Please don't buy me Yakety Sax. <laughs> no, buy you Yakety Sax. No, my, my approach would be what we always talk about, which is to find yes. a cover that has a group of black men who look amazing and one white guy. Or vice versa. Oh, or vice versa. Yes. I didn't know that. I can't remember. I oh, the rule, the rule goes both ways. Oh, yes. okay. All right. All white dudes and one brother or all black guys and one white guy. Yeah. Because that would be my approach. It's going to be awesome. Or 80s Japanese female vocalist. Yes. That would be my approach. Like that Ben Joyce walked by at the at the Tower Records Hong Kong. Yeah. Japanese female. Pick anything. Any, anything. And she did. Excellent. And they weren't all <laughs> they weren't all great, but they were all interesting. And that's really all you can hope for. Oh, we're already like I have not bought a record since Remember I said, I was like, that, that's the pin. I put a pin in my collecting for the year. Right. I did put a pin in my collecting for the year. People are giving me records because this is the season. Yeah. But we're already, 2019 is already starting to shape up. I was going to say, have you already got stuff in your cart? There's a lot of, uh, <laughs> nothing in the cart. Nothing in the cart. Oh, okay. That's good. There's a lot of, uh, on, onto some new people, finding some new people. Right. Because guy, take it to the next level, Katie Mac. Um, one of my favorite things about my job is that I get to order supplies for <laughs> the office. And I, I like just you know paper clips and you know uh, staples and pens and stuff. Um, and it just it's so satisfying to like shop, but it not be my money, but it's stuff we need. But I get so I get this fix of That's like me when I get to order titles at work. So I get this fix <clears throat> of basically um, because we know I love office depot like i have a problem with staples like the office depot store um i am actually not allowed to go there unsupervised anymore um and senior correspondent chris has at times asked if he needs to keep an eye on me um and i'm like no no no, i'm fine i'm fine i'm just looking at them um but now i get to buy things that people need have asked for and i get to like assuage this need to buy stationery um because i get a box you know whenever i order supplies Mm -hmm. and i get to open the supplies and i get to put the supplies away and then i i get to use the supplies if i need them and you know just a good intersection of just a good intersection of things i love and and you know and my job you know Find something you love doing, and then never, never work a day in your life. Work a day in your life. I like wearing supplies. Um, and this is not to say I'm staying on the topic of supplies because it just came into my head because yeah. I've noticed it lately. This is not to say friends, people who are th- considering things for Christmas to go out and get me this because I have enough. Right. But my pen game is kind of a disaster right now. Oh, that's I used good. to have like a bunch of the same pen. Like all yeah. these pens are good. All the pens I have right now are good. They're just not. It just is. I'm known for my pens. We were signing a book for somebody who was leaving at work. Yeah. And somebody asked me for a pen, and I reached into my bag, and people were like, "Oh, Jordan's coming! Jordan's coming with the hot pen." 
<coughs> bugle. <laughs> Every time we yell, now we should just say snack food. <laughs> so I'm known for my pens, and all the pens, I, all the pens I have are good. Yeah, but there was a stretch where I just had like all Uniball jet streams. I just mm-hmm. had like 15 Uniball jet streams. I remember that. And. Every time you reach in your bag, shing, like that was the, that was the thing. Yeah. That was what I had. Also, I'm aware that it's really weird to have a favorite brand of pen and know the name um, of that pen. And I'm sorry. No, it is not. <laughs> Uniball jet streams. Okay. Maybe somebody could buy me some. Uh, Look at this right here. Uniball vision. Uni- Uniball is the shit. Like if I know some people are like, oh, you have to go and get some, like I've had a cross pen. I have a cross pen. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. I want a gel type ink and I just want it to fucking slide, um, slide across that paper. This, this is different because it, it, there's some sliding, but it also makes me just the way you, you hear it. It sounds like I'm writing and it's 1850. Also medium point. This fine point bullshit. Fine point's okay, but I just find it just, it doesn't write the same. Do they make a point larger than a medium medium point? point? Probably. Well, they do when you're... It's like, this is just flame takes right now, friends. This is, just, this is great radio. <laughs> is really, I, I know at least... Sound, sound of a hundred people, people. Click, sound of a hundred people clicking off their phone right now. I know at least four people who are very interested in what we're talking about right now, okay? So, hold your horses. Um, but yes, pens. <laughs> I'm just saying, my pen game is a disaster. They're all good pens. They're all medium point, but I, there's like some pen techs in there couple uniballs but not the jet stream mm, like why not the jet stream i don't know what's going on jordan i don't know do they even make the jet stream anymore i've been to mimico in a while i'm not i really want to google it now but Maybe i'll go to mimico tomorrow no can't buy pens gotta buy things for people um you should also buy pens like what are you supposed to do you have to write somebody something <laughs> i have enough pens i'm sorry there is never oh such a thing as enough pens. I have a cupboard full of pens. You don't need a pen cupboard. Yes, I you don't even know. Where is, I've been in your house. When is, where's the pen cupboard? In the office. <laughs> in the boot, the, the thing that like the things fold down. Are they at least magic. in trays or just open a cupboard and they'll fall on you? Of course you they're in one. trays. They're a monster. Right, I bought this woman an agenda. Obviously she has pens and trays. They're sorted. Color, brand, point. Not quite that bad. But now, now she's thinking about it. If I had more trays. She's like, oh, I'm going to go get some dollar and get some trays. I just cleaned out a full drawer. I can just get a whole bunch of trays for that drawer. <laughs> uh, well, I suppose we should talk about a couple nerdy things before we get into this. Instead of just talking about Christmas all day. Sure. <laughs> I got news. I only have one item that I, that I saw. Um... We've mentioned a few times over the years the relationship between Crunchyroll and Funimation, your two titans of anime streaming. Yeah. How there was a uh, there was a deal a couple years ago where they were kind of going to pool their resources to try and you know continue their quest to license basically everything that comes out of Japan, and Crunchyroll mm-hmm. was going to kind of take the uh, the subtitling side of it. Yeah. You know, if you wanted your subbed, you'd hit a Crunchyroll, and if you were more of a dub fan, you would go to. Uh, Funimation, because they do what they call simul dubs, which is basically like two weeks after an episode comes out in Japan. Which is amazing. You have it dubbed in North America, Mm -hmm. which 
I'm not saying they don't have talented voice actors, but I feel like it's a little... <laughs> maybe the talent's not, not quite there. Not quite If you've got there. that two-week turnaround. Maybe this is why dubs have a stigma. I'm just saying. Just saying. Hey, we, this is continually what we talk about when we talk about, uh, oh, you know, one of the first things you gave me on the podcast, Sailor Moon-esque. Uh, sword comes out of her body. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, I did not like it. And a lot of what I've heard is that the... Uh, sub is much much better than the dub, and the dub I I watched is notoriously bad. So, anyways, it was a, it was a rough go in the nineties. Um, so this is Funimation president uh, Gen Fukunawa Fukunawa Fukunaga. Let me get his name properly. Fukunaga, excuse me. Um, he's kind of been on one lately. Okay. I think uh, we also mentioned that Funimation was pretty much bought by Sony, right? Um, or an aspect, an arm of Sony. Mm-hmm. And how that was probably going to sync this deal with Crunchyroll. And uh, yeah, he's just probably just loaded up with Sony money now. And he got zero fucks these days. Zero. zero. Um, and he's been doing a bunch of interviews lately. One of which spoke on the uh, Crunchyroll and Funimation sort of partnership falling apart. But not for the reasons you might think. Um, in an interview with Newsweek... Fukunaga said that Funimation had tried to renew the partnership with Crunchyroll, but their terms did not suit Funimation. Quote, Sony had to make this tough decision. If Crunchyroll wasn't going to budge on those terms, then we just have to double down and decide if we're going to go at it alone. And that's what happened. Uh, the dispute was apparently about international expansion. Huh. According to Newsweek, Funimation's streaming rights were restricted under certain regions under the Crunchyroll deal. Fukunaga said he felt Sony Pictures Television Networks, which acquired Funimation in 2017 had the infrastructure to provide Funimation with more global exposure. Sony advised Funimation to terminate the Crunchyroll deal so that the company could expand more globally. Ooh. Um, they've also got a deal with, started a deal with Hulu for 2019. Yeah. Which may return a lot. Hulu used to be great for anime. Yeah. It was just kind of like burbling under there. Most people are like, oh, I want to go watch, you know, Big Bang Theory or whatever. Right. On Hulu. But like burbling under it were like, a lot of great anime. I think that's where I first started watching Attack on Titan before it was on Netflix was on right. Hulu. They're going to have a deal with them. And the other interesting one is, I don't know who, who is he talking to? He's talking to Polygon. And basically, <laughs> not bitching and moaning, but just kind of saying like, so we talked mentioned last week that Netflix bought the rights for Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yep. Diamond of 90s anime out of print and unavailable for a very long time. Since like 2005, I think. Listen. What's, listen. I, he just, he sees me shaking listen. my head. It's a classic. Uh, Fukunaga basically was kind of like, Netflix ain't going to do right by it. Meaning it's Ooh. just going to be. Shots fired! Yeah. Shots fired! They don't, basically, it's a, it's a very tenuous accusation to throw at somebody, but you don't know anime, son. Like it's just going to be one more thing. Yeah. That's in the Netflix content library. And basically what we said last time, the only reason they have it is because Netflix is willing to bust out the money cannon mm-hmm. and just go. Oh, man, I wish I knew someone would bust out a money cannon on me. Bust out. Listen, you can just bukkake that money cannon all over my face and yep. happily. Fukunaga said, had My Hero Academia gone onto Netflix, it would have just dropped on the platform with any number of titles and probably would have died as a brand. He said, Funimation markets at 360. Theatrical marketing, etc., gets it on iTunes and Xbox and PlayStation and other streaming platforms on its own and really promotes it 360. So the, his claim is like Netflix is just going to dump it 
It's just gonna on be Netflix. There. It's just going to be there. There's not going to be any real promotion for it unless you're already, you know, if you're already watching anime on Netflix, it's going right. to show up on your homepage. But if you're not, you're never going to see it. It's just going to get buried under there. Possibly a salient point. Though, at the same time, does that really matter? It's not like it's a new thing that they're doing. No, and but I think what Fukunaga is saying is like it would have been nice. Like he basically said Funimation wanted that license. Right. And Funimation also does the license for the rebuild movies. Mm-hmm. Like they have the rebuild movies. They get them into theaters. They you know limited runs. It's in like three cities for a day, but right. you know they do get them out there and they do up the physical copies as well, but they weren't they tried to get the TV rights but couldn't get them. Because right. it's weird. Gainax owns the TV show, but the people who Anno and the people who made it kind of broke off and do the movies. Under like Gainax doesn't do the movies. I don't know how that works, but right, but probably right. like a work for hire versus creator own type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he made it clear why he thought Netflix ended up with the license instead. "Quote: Honestly, Netflix is willing to significantly overpay for something like Ava and outbid anyone by multiples, no matter what the ROI is." Wow. Saying another thing that we've heard mentioned before where you know netflix will spend billions of dollars to build that library because they need to build that library because everybody's picking up their toys and going back to their own playgrounds so yeah it's gonna be a weird wild world out there well i as we know don't know that much about anime but there is something i do enjoy uh i like film for a long, long time, film. film, I thought maybe a possible pathway for me would be as a director of film, which seems probably bizarre to some of you, but I like organizing things and I love cinematography and classic films and I sort of fell in love with film for a long, long time and I still love it. And there is one particular thing I I check out quite often, which is the Hollywood Reporter roundtables that happen every year before like the the season, right? The award season. Um, And one, and it's been picked up by a couple different um, like news outlets, but there was a recent roundtable that was kind of amazing. Um, And it was a very strange dynamic a lot of the time especially the director's roundtables are very white and male um this year a little bit different they had alfonso Cuar- uh, sorry Cuaron. Cuaron? alfonso Cuaron, uh mariel heller yargos lathamos ryan coogler spike lee and bradley cooper so it was slightly awkward um more so uh and again a couple of news uh news outlets have picked this up when bradley cooper started talking about like really needing to why he wanted to make a star is born and really you know thinking if it didn't have a message he wouldn't if it wasn't saying anything new he wouldn't want to make it even though the movie literally has been this is the fourth time it's been made but it was just just imagining spike lee's face which is what all the internet (laughs) oh yeah actually that is like the and i quote speaking um, of dudes who have no fucks i couldn't help but relate to spike lee (laughs) and it is a great face it's just he's, he's got no time for bradley cooper no time um and i just i thoroughly enjoyed it and if you like film and you kind of like funny awkward 
roundtables where people discuss their films. And actually, most of it was quite good. Um, uh, Spike Lee was great. I think he should actually host all of the roundtables forever. Mm. But they're they're good. But this one in particular was just it was pretty funny actually. If you the Hollywood Reporter like YouTube channel mm-hmm. is you will lose an afternoon. Oh, absolutely. If you dig into that and you care about anything related to acting or screenwriting or directing or it is a things black, like that. It is a black hole. Say goodbye to your afternoon if you fall yeah. into that one. The, there was there was one moment where I wanted to like yell. It was this com- comedian, female comedian mm. round table. Um, and I think it was mostly it was like TV specifically. Right, right. And a couple of the actresses were talking about how and I don't approve of this, but a couple of people came up to had, had lots of people had come up to them and be like, "Oh my god, you're so small. You're so tiny." <laughs> and they like they're like, "Who goes up to someone and says that?" And that is definitely should not ever do that. The same people who call me big guy when they see me on the street. Yeah. <laughs> Non-acceptable address. No, absolutely for a husky not. gentleman. No. Um but the reason they think you're so they're like they're astonished that you're so tiny is because there is this weird thing that television does where you look like a normal sized human. <laughs> so women feel terrible about their bodies because they're looking at you and they're like, "Oh, she's you know, so much skinnier and 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 fits into these cute little clothes. Yeah, except many women do not, and they, you can't actually tell the size of someone on television. It's just a thing. That's why they are astonished by how tiny you are. That's all. I was going to yell at the TV that time. I think I did. Don't comment on anyone's size in either direction. No. No you don't need to comment on people's bodies unsolicited regardless. No, it's just a weird thing to do. If I say, do I look like a big guy? You feel free to answer in the affirmative. Yeah. Otherwise, don't. No. Don't tell women they look tiny. Don't tell dudes they are big. No. Just uh, bring back another chestnut that I forgot about from the archives. Yeah. Just try uh, shutting the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Just give it a shot. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. It's Just good for you. Shut the fuck up. Brought to you by the Geek Town. <laughs> um, quick hits. I did see this morning that uh, <laughs> Gail Simone fucking dunked on Ethan Van Shiver on Twitter recently. Ooh, it was really? kind of awesome. <gasps> Just on some like, he was like being performative. It's like, I unblocked Gail Simone today, blah, blah, blah. And she was just like, let me say something to you that all of your friends should have told you for like the past 10 years. Grow up. Oh, that just is a dunk. Sunned them. Um, and Gail Simone on the board as on the Geek Down Hall of Heroes. Yep. Going back to Netflix, apparently it's all we talk about. Yeah. What would we do without Netflix? I don't know. I think <laughs> this podcast is be, it's because of Netflix. Notoriously secretive. Yeah. On all their information because mm-hmm. they don't have to. Nope. They don't care to. Um, also, this flies flagrantly in the face of a report I mentioned last week. I don't remember about what it had to do with. Oh, Daredevil getting canceled. Yes. And how it was like. Super popular show, blah, blah, blah. Daredevil does not show up on this list because Netflix actually released a list of something. What? Opened the curtain a little bit. Oh. And mentioned their rewatched, their most rewatched Netflix original movies and the most binged original, Netflix original shows. (gasps) So, like, we're not including Friends or anything like that. Yeah. Just from a, you know, just curiosity standpoint. Absolutely. Um... So the most rewatched Netflix original movies, number three, Roxanne, Roxanne. Right. 
mentioned on the show. Yes. Reviewed on the show. Uh, number two, To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Okay. N- not surprising from everything I've heard. No. Um, number one, The Kissing Booth. What was The Kissing Booth? Oh, God. It was this teen romance movie. Yeah. Yeah. With the teens are what's all up on Netflix because that would explain Insatiable's presence on the list of the most binge shows of 2018. So here's the list as released by Netflix. Number 10, Orange is the New Black Season 6. Number 9, Insatiable, which I've heard is just a trash fire. Oh, yeah. Number 8, and with an E, Season 2. What is that? That's Anne of Green Gables. Anne of Green Gables? Uh, number seven, The Haunting of Hill House. Number six, Fastest Car. What? Do not know what that is. <laughs> Those are all the dads. So I was gonna say, it sounds like store brand Top Gear. Yeah. For like, <laughs> um, number five, The Bodyguard, which that's oh. not exactly in. That was a BBC show. Netflix bought it. Is that for, what it was? Yeah. It's the, oh. Rob Stark's in it. I know. I, yeah. I know, I've seen it. I didn't realize that's what it was. Um, number four, Last Chance You, Indie. Which I've heard is really good. You might love this football girl. Okay. Um, Last Chance You is basically if you are a promising high school football player. Yeah. Or you have, or you're in college, you're a college player, you have fucked up somewhere. Right. Along the line and you kind of get, maybe your grades got fucked, maybe disciplinary something, you kind of get kicked out of your school. Yeah. To kind of your last grasp at maybe getting back into like a Big Ten conference school or something like that yeah. is going to some of these lower conference schools. Oh. And these are a docu-series about these like last chance football programs for these guys. Like if they fuck up again, like their football dreams are, are crushed. Done. It's like a little Friday Night Lights, a little... That's that's actually very interesting. You know, check that out over the holidays. Number three, 13 Reasons Why, season two. Really? Yep. Ugh. The kids. God, you guys are all stupid. Kids, kids love that suicide. Ugh. Stop it. <sighs> uh, number two, surprising because I did not hear anybody talking about this show. Right. Certainly not like the first season. Making a Murderer Part 2. Really? Didn't even know it was. And I watched that show, so I would have thought it even on my homepage would have got more shine. But I buried in the new releases. I was like, oh, that's a thing they did? Number one, on my block. I don't even know what that is. What is even that? What is even that? (laughs) What is even that? (laughs) What is even that? What's that even? (laughs) Let's just have a look and fire up the old Netflix. I'm very curious. Oh, it's the... um. It's the the L.A. Latin teens. No. In a rough inner city Los Angeles neighborhood, four smart, funny, and streetwise teens find their lifelong friendship tested as they begin high school. I do remember this getting announced. I don't remember when it dropped, but oh. it did drop this you year. you see the teens? Those are pretty cute teens. <laughs> I, thought it was, I don't know. I thought, about, about them teens, y'all. I, it, I could see why teens would, would watch that. So, yeah, that's your... Uh, that's very... Is that now... Now, is that... Netflix everywhere, or is that Netflix US? Who I'm assuming it's Netflix US. I yeah, don't think, I, I'm, I, don't I think just calculate the globe because I feel like if it was the globe, there would be much more Terrace House and New, Part Four, Part Five, whatever part. December. 18th. Don't look at me. December eighteenth, next batch of Terrace House. <laughs> I love that you looked at me. I was like, oh no. Also, apparently, Netflix has a movie with Ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac, and Charlie Hunnam. Garrett Hedlund and Pedro Pascal. Oh my god! Oh, he's fallen to a Netflix hole. No, it just—it looks like Narcos the movie. Oh my god. Um. Well, speaking of Netflix, yeah. 
and uh, things on Netflix. You better come with some updates. Are you moving on to updates? Moving on to updates. Oh my god. Segways. <laughs> on fire. Um, two two uh, two updates. One is a holiday update. <laughs> You've been watching more crap on Netflix, though. Yeah, you? I have. Yeah, girl. Um, the holiday calendar. Which one's the holiday calendar? A plus. <laughs> oh shit! That so the female lead in the holiday calendar. just because it had a calendar in it. No, and people were like planning. Shut up! Shut up. <laughs> people like planning no, shit. Fuck off. <laughs> I like calendars. Okay, it's a magic calendar. Just, just bunching up her, bunching up her quilt under her chin. Just like <laughs> it's a magic calendar. How's a calendar magic? You know what? It was her grandmother's and her grandpops you know, gave it you know, to her. You know what? And you know what? I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. it. It's actually fantastic. The female lead is both uh, beautiful and extremely charismatic. I like could not take my eyes off of her. More than the party heiress? Yes. <laughs> very much so. Um, it's nice to see a little color in these movies because mm. they're often very white. Um, uh, it was just really oh. well... <laughs> This is the one with the black lead. Yeah. Um, and it was just very interesting and fun. And it was like all shot Niagara on the Lake. Oh, really? I was like, that's Niagara on the Lake. And that's Niagara on the Lake. Um, so Sorry. It was fun. sounded really racist when I was like, oh, the black one. But it's the only one if you search Christmas it, on Netflix. I was like, oh, right. Yeah. But it was, no, it was fantastic and interesting and fun. And like, I mean, for one of these movies, <laughs> yeah. I'm not like, I'm not taking this over something else. Like someone tomorrow was like, hey, you can go see... You know, you can watch this. Okay, they got an early cut of Avengers Endgame yeah. or the holiday calendar. I would, we know what I would pick. Um, but apparently I said this about the last one. It, it's weirdly good. <laughs> weirdly good. Weirdly good. They're just like fun, nice. Don't, no one gets angry. Everyone's good. Everything's good at the end. It's, it's good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, that's, that's the holiday update. And then of course the um, binge watch update, Voltron. Mm. Voltron's still gone. I thought Voltron was done. Nope. Voltron new episodes and they're nope. all amazing. <laughs> so freaking good. Didn't even finish the first season. Um, Hunk is amazing. I love Hunk so much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was really good. Oh, I still remember him trying to ride, <laughs> ride the thing <laughs> down, to the, down the line. love Hunk so much. <sighs> Anyways. So yeah, that was my binge. Did I watch anything? don't think so you're like i all i can see is boxes boxes and sleep and breathe right nasal strips <laughs> that are changing your life they really are that's the, we're gonna do our top three top three episode after we get done recording this and that's really my number one the real number one is breathe, <laughs> breathe right strips i'm like addicted to them Amazing. and like listen when i work that much mm-hmm. and that hard yeah this place just looks like a fucking crack den it's like <laughs> It's just clothes on the floor, discarded breathe right strips it, on the desk, just like was, six of them. It was like when I was told that our, so I used to live in a basement apartment and the people upstairs, um, they rented as well, um, but they like looked after the place. Mm. But the um, landlord was coming from Jamaica, uh, had was in Toronto anyways and wanted to stop by. And I was told that they were coming and I was all panicky because it was like exams and stuff. And I was like knee deep in schoolwork. And then they were, I got an email being like, oh, they don't think they can come. And I was like, okay, perfect. 
except they did end up coming and there was literally underwear like in the middle of the floor there was like i had done the dishes in like days i just and i wrote this like a long apology email being like i am so sorry it's final (laughs) i just i'm like i barely slept this week it was bad it is ponytail pajama pants in here (laughs) 24 7 Uh, that's gonna be my new my (laughs) my new thing speaking of gang signs ponytail pajama pants um no i have not not really watched once anything it's usually just like you know mindless youtube videos on in the background oh yeah um although the other thing when kyan was over here the conversation really caught fire when we swapped uh war stories about playing japanese gachapon games oh my god as you know love life school idol festival for me kaim's on some like naruto game that he's been playing for like a year i'm not surprised (laughs) um similar sort of thing where it's like oh you can only play for as long as you have energy or you know the points limit how long you can play at a time and in that do you get energy from dancing and singing and and having rainbows come out of your? Uh, no uh, come out of your what nothing (laughs) i think you have to uh fight ninjas or something i don't know he let me play it and it was it was much more akin to like the dragon ball one i was up on right. a few months ago where yeah. it's just like you're technically playing something but mm-hmm. it's not it's not exactly a thorough am game. i making the right sounds to like <laughs> that i'm interested <laughs> oh that face he just gave me no i'm glad you found something to talk about taking back your agenda no don't take it um the other thing i realized kate i've been fucking up <gasps> You know, I'm doing like the three-dimensional chess on how best to spend my premium currency yeah. in that stupid game. Yeah. And the, and the step-ups always, they always get me. Always. It's like cheaper at the start. Yep. They have another, fucking another thing in this game, Kate. What? I, I need I need Reddit to, to school me on this. <laughs> yes, I'm on Reddit for a stupid free play game. <laughs> you can all shut your face. Shut the fuck Welcome up. Welcome to the geek down. <laughs> they have the box scout. What the Where it's just that? like this box, air quotes, has like 200 cards in it. What? 150, you know, 150 rare, 25 super rare, 10 super super rares, and like three ultras. How do you get this box? They just offer it occasionally. (gasps) But then like as you pull, like those values go down, right? And your chances get better. Oh. Those cards go, you know, if you pull 10 rares, well, those rares are gone. You're not going to get them again. Oh, so the you know the chance of getting a rare goes down, while the chance again or chance of getting a common goes down, while the chance of getting a super rare goes up. Goes up. I've been fucking up, Kate. Oh, you've been have. ignoring the boxes. You've been ignoring the boxes. God, why would you do that? So now, so now I know. Now I know. Future twenty nineteen playing it right. Also, they have an event going right now. Another one? They just had a Christmas event. It's, they got like another Christmas event. Ah. This is like score match where it's like you versus like four people, right? Just to get the best score. Yeah. But I got to use my best characters, which are all max. So like my grinding for free gems, it's like gone to a halt because the team for that is garbage. I'm not going to win a score match using that team. I've lost you. <laughs> for a dumb game where you tap bubbles, it's basically, it's a very, it's very complicated. And by I lost you, I meant I lost me, but now you're like swimming in my vision. You're trying to focus. Hey, I am trying. <laughs> It's really hard to visualize. Bubbles. Friends, figure that's as good a point as any to put a pin in this nonsense. If you'd like to talk to talk with Jordan about this rainbow princess schoolgirl fantasy. Yeah, you know, I got a 458 perfect combo. 
If you'd like week, to talk to Jordan about this. I think I saw The Matrix. <laughs> if you'd like to talk to Jordan about The Matrix and uh, love live school idol. Did I get that? 90%. Oh, okay. It's like the school idol project or the game is festival. Oh. The okay. game is festival. The show is project. Oh, I see. Okay. The band is Muse. The bias is Nozomi. The time is now. Get up off Twitter. Don't, don't at me about this. It's fine. I was dancing. Dancing thinking about the fun day. <laughs> thinking about what? I, I'm thinking about the game and you pressing the buttons and I couldn't do it. I was terrified. That, is, that up. is true. She couldn't do it. No, it was terrible. Oh my God. It's after seven. <gasps> we got to take a break anyway so I can get my dailies. Oh, Jesus. I need some pupils. We'll be right back. Bye. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the program. This is the point of the show where Caitlin and I share things with each other. We do. We like sharing. It's the holiday season. Sometimes I want to yell at him through the phone and share that way, but I can't do that. We'll get to that because we have rules. Of course we do. Just like wrestling, as I just learned. (laughs) There are rules. If I smack Caitlin with a kendo stick, I'm disqualified. See? Learning something new every day. Caitlin had no idea. (laughs) That's just part of it. No kendo stick smashing on this show, though. And thank goodness. <laughs> Just content. Just content. Smashing content into our round faces. But rules. Rules we've got. Always with rules. Always with rules. Always with rules. First rule. Rule of three. That is the rule that if the thing comes in parts, you will watch, read, consume three of those parts to make sure you know what the thing is trying to become. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Movies. 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 Because it's Christmas time. Yep. Um, second rule. Hashtag save it for the pod. So hard this week. So hard. But we do it because we want to give you guys the freshest of takes. You know what you need? Takes. Yeah. I mean, it's the holiday season. You need as many takes as you can get. You know how you want them? Fresh. And hot. We understand. You want to put some syrup on them. Just let it soak in. syrup drenched take but you always gotta put some butter on first i don't like just takes and syrup so they're literally just pancakes at this point (laughs) you know what no (laughs) they're not it's not the same it's not the same no it's the difference between a flapjack and a pancake absolutely i didn't even know there was a difference but apparently there is we'll get into that in another episode of the show (laughs) caitlin has emotions Rule number three, not so much a rule as a policy. Is that there will be spoilers, but these things are old Who now. Who cares? And they're Christmassy and old and you shouldn't care. We don't Who care. care. We do not care. No, we'll take all the spoilers. All of them. Yeah. I read spoilers. Avengers going to come out. I'll read a spoiler the next day. I read spoilers on end, the end of Into the Spider-Verse today. Why would you do that? I don't care. <laughs> You know, they actually have proven in some cases, well, in many cases, most cases, that people enjoy the thing that they're going to watch more if they've gotten spoilers. They know how it ends. Galaxy brain, you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like to alternate. So this week we're going to start with a thing Caitlin brought me, a thing I did not even know existed when she gave it to me. I thought it was a Christmas special featuring Dudley Moore as lovable drunk Arthur. <laughs> not that Arthur. 
<laughs> no. You got to admit, that was it was pretty in line with your... I... <laughs> when you said Arthur Christmas, I was like, okay. Pa- I guess, but I just... That, Dudley Moore and John Gilgood. Mm. I haven't thought of that movie for so long. <laughs> um, no, I am talking about Arthur Christmas. Um, the 2011 British American 3D computer animated Christmas comedy film. Um, it was produced by Ardman Animations and Sony Pictures Animation. It's their first collab. I don't know if they had another one. It doesn't tell me that information on Wikipedia. First hot collab, debut collab. Yeah. Um, it stars uh, all around feature cast James McAvoy, Hugh Laurie, Bill Nighy, Jim Broadbent, Imelda Staunton, and Ashley Jensen. And just a Kate McKinnon murderer's row. <laughs> Spectacular. I'm sure one of those people is um, is in my posse. Um, the movie is set on Christmas night. The film tells the story about Santa Claus's clumsy son, Arthur Claus, who discovers that the Santa's high-tech ship has failed to deliver one girl's present. In response, he goes on a mission to save her Christmas, accompanied by only his aging grandfather, a rebellious, enthusiastic young Christmas elf, obsessed with wrapping gifts for children, and a team of eight strong, magical, yet untrained reindeer. Reindeer. And, you know, fun ensues. Um, I, To be perfectly honest, I haven't seen this Christmas in a couple years. Um, I remember enjoying it. I thought it was very Christmassy. It was funny. Um, I remember I liked how it turned out. Um, the voice acting was good. Animation was good. It was an engaging story. Uh, there were ups. There were downs. Told a beautiful Christmas message. Um, and what did you think, Jordan? You said you haven't watched this movie in a couple of years? Yeah. You should watch it again. What? This movie's delightful. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, what? What? I don't know. The iPad plugged in. So I can plug it in right now <laughs> so you can get it again. It's probably those bugles. This movie's delightful. Oh, my goodness. That is a surprise. Never heard of it. Didn't know it existed. It's not perfect. No. But I mean, for a kid's Christmas, and there are far worse yeah. kid's Christmas animated properties. You can take your Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer back to the 1980s. Wow. First of all, I think it was like the 60s. <laughs> back to the 1960s. I just remember it was on a lot in the 80s. All them, all them Rankin Bass. You can just take those away. Um, no. There was, this did a lot of things that I found interesting. It's basically... <laughs> it plays... The delivering of Christmas presents as a like military operation. Yeah, which um, I, I remember that. I remember there was like Arthur was all about like what Christmas really means. I remember the the big thing was that they forgot this present, and there was this argument against. Look, we've delivered billions of presents successfully. What is one present? And it's about like the way they do things, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the whole thing is like D- Dad Santa is intimated that he's going to retire that year he's done he's 70 missions Mm -hmm. they call it and he's fucking the sleigh is like the fucking enterprise it's got like (laughs) thermal optic camo and shit like to look like a look like a starry night um but like (laughs) older son steve yes steve steve claus complete with the uh i don't know if it was a snowman or christmas tree shaped soul patch i can't remember nice touch i think it was christmas tree um who feels he will be the heir apparent. Mm-hmm. He's the one who runs the show mm-hmm. down there in, in Mission Control. Make sure everything runs like a well-oiled machine. Thinks he's next in line to take over. And, like, 
you know, efficiency is like, that's all he cares about. And he's the one most being like, you know, we look at all these countries that were a success. Yeah. You know, a billion kids got presents. We forgot one. We will courier it to her. (laughs) She will get in in like three to five days. It will be fine. Arthur just can't let that be. No. You're going to ruin Girls some got to believe, Christmas. Got to believe in Santa Claus. Yeah. Um. So his grandfather still has his old sleigh. Yep. Um, basically, they, they are descended from St. Nicholas. That's how they... It's basically been like, you know, 20 Santas at this point. Family tree, y'all. <laughs> it's a family Christmas tree. So his... <laughs> Damn, son. So his grandfather who was like low-key kept his sleigh mm-hmm. nearby because he thinks his way is better yeah and it's really as you come to find out it's like the only reason the grandfather's been helping arthur is because he wants to prove that his way is better grandpa don't care about young gwen no with no bike either just arthur only arthur so obviously he's the one who's going to become you know he's the one who's going to be santa at the end of it even though he's Really, bum, you know, he's typical bumbling. Very bumbling British. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Bean-esque. Picture every fop you've ever seen. <laughs> fop might not be technically the right term, but, you know, like a bumbling, clumsy, mm-hmm. stammering, fearful British guy. Yeah. That's Arthur. There you go. Um, Caitlin, this movie made me laugh out loud. <gasps> That's the best. For I'm so excited. one line. One you line. You might not even remember this line. Probably not. But it's a line. Where Arthur is saying, telling Grandpa that something is impossible. We'll never get this gift to Gwen. It's impossible. And Grandpa turns to Arthur and says, they used to say it was impossible to teach a woman how to read. <laughs> I do remember that line. I fucking howled. I did not know why that line was in this movie. Oh. But it was just so classically kind of off color uh-huh. and for like a kid's movie. It was just so unexpected. For a movie like this, <laughs> I was like, I damn near applauded. I was like, thank you for that, <laughs> makers of children's entertainment. Fantastic. Um, not offensive, not edgy, just something no. that like it would completely go over a kid's head. But as an yeah. adult, I was like, nicely done. Uh, so they go out and they, they're trying to um, sort of amalgamate Grandpa's old-timey sleigh and untrained reindeer with... Um, the stowaway elf has one of these like PDAs that all the elves have. Yeah. It's called the hand, the hands-on. So it's the ho-ho. It's the hands-on hybrid something. I don't yeah. know. So like trying to use the GPS on that to get to Gwen's village, English village. And they bump into something and they start going around in a circle. And I was like, that looked familiar. And then I saw another landmark and they ran across another landmark. I'm like, are they fucking, they are, they're in fucking Toronto. <laughs> and they went, they went, like they looked up City Hall. Like yeah. they run across Nathan Phillips Square. Like yeah. I was like, all right. I, I'm pretty sure I saw like the Hudson's Bay like clock. Yeah. In there, it was like they were just a, like it wasn't you know photo realist, photo accurate, but no. they did enough. They put the CN Tower. They put in mm-hmm. actually you know City Hall and like the area near near City Hall, which is like the old the old Hudson's Bay building. And like, we're like anybody, we and because it's Toronto, we never get in things. Whenever you say the, the see the big disaster movies and they're like Hong Kong and Paris and New York, they never have Toronto. We just, we just chilling. Like Toronto and Mexico City, y'all. Like, come on. That's why we still ride for Scott Pilgrim like yeah, eight yeah. years after it came out. <laughs> That's the Gerard Streetcar. <laughs> um, so I enjoyed that. It was telling, I mean, it was telling a 
different version of your like, you know, this type of story, mm-hmm. you know, your meaning of Christmas, your the world needs a Santa Claus, that type of thing. Like yeah. they put some thought into this, like the whole military operation thing, the way they executed that. They did the cute bit where they were giving some kid a like, you know, barn that played animal sounds or something. The kid woke up a little bit and, but Santa had his head on this thing. And if he moved his head, the thing was going to go off and wake up the kid and he was going to see Santa Claus. So it's like some elf like scoops in and they're doing like a bomb defusal type thing oh, with this. So good. They gotta, you got to remove the battery, <laughs> but it's wrapped with, but we don't, we don't. then like showing, showing schematics of the wrapping job. <laughs> um, I didn't like the design of all the elves necessarily. Right. Um, and even the, the wrapping elf's head was weird. <laughs> I don't remember it. I think she also may have had an eyebrow piercing, which I was like, that was an interesting choice character designer. Um, But also like her insistence on like always wrapping things. (laughs) (laughs) There's no, we we don't have time for a bow. There's always time for a bow. (laughs) (laughs) Always time for a bow. Always time for a bow. Um, Or her like, you know, her tape guns. (laughs) At the side, spinning out scotch tape. Um, yeah, I, I do remember this being as delightful as I remember. I will watch this again. Or like the revelation that, you know, they everyone thought Grandpa's sled was burned. Yeah. Uh, and destroyed. And they mentioned, you know, the last time he did it. Yeah. This was mentioned in an off comment. He's like, about the last time he took the sled out. He's like, I didn't know it was the Cuban Missile Crisis. I almost started World War Three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... And yes, just ultimately, it was just, it was delightful. And I never, this this is what the show is. I'd never heard of this thing. Mm-hmm. Thought it was something else completely. Yep. Caitlin comes through and throws me this thing. And I'm like, all right, it's going to be a lame animated kids movie. But it was, it was really good for this type of, this type of thing. Fantastic. Downright, downright delightful. And uh, what is your, your kick punch rating? Uh, easily an eight. An eight. Listen, anything anything that actually makes me, you know, snort is yeah. getting a seven. And that line about teaching women to read, I was like, what? <laughs> How? Um, oh, amazing. Yeah. No, this is eight. Well. It's not on anything. I feel like it should be. I'm amazed it isn't. Right? I feel like Netflix, you got to grab this one. I think that's actually where I initially watched it was on Netflix. Like, I, well, Sony, Sony owns it, right? They probably uh, pulled it back for something. But, I mean, uh, it's on, I you know... It's on iTunes. I rented it. Um, two bucks or something on your iTunes or your Google Play Store. I'm sure it's on all of those. Give it a look-see, especially if you got kids. Even if you got kids in that like 8 through 12 spot, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I think that's a good a little good old, You know, younger than teenagers, but older than like, you know, yeah. early elementary school. Yeah. Well, that's great. I'm very surprised by that. See? I get takes. You get takes. Takes for it is a big old sack of takes to throw and takes out Amazing. all over your face. Great. That gif of the woman in the hot dogs, except it's takes. Absolutely. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so obviously that came with classic non-traditional Christmas movie Die Hard last year. Yep. And I was like, oh, there's got to be other ones out there. Yeah. Non-traditional Christmas movies. I threw that phrase into Google and this movie came up and I went, word? Word? That counts? I was like, all right. Yeah, I guess it does. I, it, you know what? Absolutely, it counts. Because I gave you Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That is true. And I guess it's it's set at the time. It does feature one of the characters running around in a Santa suit. A very important scene. Um, or se- section of the movie. <laughs> and that movie is a movie that uh, I recalled 
from my teenage years, even though it predates my teenage years by quite a bit, uh, has Trading Places, a 1983 American comedy film directed by John Landis, starring very young Dan Aykroyd and very young Eddie Murphy, tells the story of an upper-class commodities broker and a homeless street hustler whose lives cross paths when they are unknowingly made part of an elaborate bet. Ralph Bellamy, Don Amici, Denholm Elliott, and Jamie Lee Curtis also star. The storyline is often called a modern take on Mark Twain's classic 19th century novel, The Prince and the Pauper. Mm-hmm. That said, things I forgot were in this movie yeah. that had I known, I probably wouldn't have given it to Caitlin. Really? Number one, the level of gratuitous nudity. I thought that was fine. Everyone remembers the classic scene of Jamie Lee Curtis's young 20-something breasts. Can we... Firing off I have the libidos say, of a two generations of I, young men. I have to say, and I, this is meant with respect, and I, she seems like she's got a really good head on her shoulders, just like as a person, and as an actress. So I, I think if she heard this, she would she would appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, her body is banging. Flawless. Holy mother of God. Wow. I have... <laughs> flawless those boobs were like the greatest set of boobs i'd ever seen like amazing where the lie though exactly she ain't wrong like unbelievable um so everybody remembers that uh i think i remembered i think i'd forgotten but i wasn't surprised right when i saw you know Completely unnecessary. Uh, Eddie Murphy barging into his bedroom and girl, nameless girl goes, we're waiting for you, Billy Ray. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't necessary at all for the plot or the movie or anything. He does tell her to leave. Yes. Um, it was really Nameless, topless woman dancing in the living room. Also not necessary. Totally. That was the one I was like, oh, this is, this is too much. This is too much titty for a movie um, to give Caitlin. The, the movie didn't. Well, I'm fine with boobs and nakedness like i'm always fine with that i'm saying you're a prude but it's like this is clearly like it's there's no point to this nudity yeah. so there are marks against it for having but it's from the 80s and it's from like the early 80s so uh, second thing yeah had i remembered was in here maybe wouldn't given it to caitlin uh gorilla rape played for laughs yeah not cool <laughs> that is also how it, there are some marks against it and not okay the third thing that i completely forgot was in this movie <laughs> i think and I the second it happened i went oh oh no God, yeah please, no no a scene where as they are trying to run a heist of some sort you know mm-hmm. they're trying to run a scam there are disguises involved yep eddie murphy pretends to be a exchange student for cameroon yep okay suspect still mm-hmm. kind of funny yep a little funny Denholm Elliott plays an Irish priest. Delightful. A very del- Especially does- when he drops his accent. Who doesn't love Denholm Elliott? Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis as a Swedish exchange student yep. dressed as a German exchange student. Which was and people amazing. keep saying, why are you wearing Lederhosen? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I'm from Sweden. I'm from Sweden. And then Dan Aykroyd comes into the train car Ooh. in a dreadlock wig and full blackface. Yeah. And a terrible accent. And I went, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. No. No. <laughs> I forgot all about that. So it's got marks even a- for the eighties. It's got marks against it for that as well, and also for the liberal use of the word. Well, I'm not going to say it, but the F word in this case. Oh, the yeah, I thought you were say the N word. I guess they're both in there. But. Well, the N word. See, the N word. The N word is <laughs> quote necessary in the context of the characters using it and how they're using it, and in the time and place. Absolutely, I believe it. Right. Um, I, it wasn't just the N word, but. I mean, they're using it to show that these guys are just downright 
awful. Yes. They didn't, you know, you don't ever have to use it, but it just underscores how terrible they are. I think the F word is just on some like, I ain't no Oh, it's a, it happens a couple times. Yeah. So, uh, but that's always shocking to me because... Yeah. It's, it's so commonplace back then. Yeah. Um, to fill in some plot details before I throw it over to Caitlin. Uh, so yeah, as the, as the wiki synopsis said, um, Dan Aykroyd plays this, oh, what the hell is this? Oh, something. Lewis. God. Lewis something. Lewis. We'll um, Lewis. Lewis. A very proper. Proper. Everything's been handed to him. Runs the, New England. Runs the firm, the commodities brokerage firm. For Duke and owned, Duke. Owned by the Duke brothers. Played by... Classic old farts. I thought we were just Ralph Bellamy say and Don Amici. The old guys from the Muppets. <laughs> Played by Statler and Waldorf. Um, and there is a there is a run in where small, very small time con man. Yep. Billy Ray Valentine, played by Eddie Murphy, has a run in with Aykroyd in front of a hoity toity club. Yes, the and, club. And because he dared to brush Aykroyd, Aykroyd freaks out. Drops his briefcase. Call the police. Yeah. This man's doing this. man is black and existing. Yep. Oh, how things... How have, have things not changed? Things have changed so much. I mean, heaven forfend if he was having a barbecue. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Or like, Call the SWAT team. Shopping at Target. Yeah. Um, so the two elderly Duke brothers start having this discussion about like, you know, one is very much believes that, you know, talent skill mm-hmm. is born one believes it can be bred yeah and they make a bet for these two brothers make a bet for one dollar that they can take the eddie murphy character and basically make him as useful and skilled and, mm-hmm. and successful and successful as Aykroyd. and that if given enough adversity in his life yep the Aykroyd character will resort to crime mm-hmm. and it's all circumstantial and yep. circumstances and situational. And so the Duke brothers then go out of their way to ruin Dan Aykroyd's life and bring Eddie Murphy into the fold. Mm-hmm. And we see how that plays out. And then ultimately they Aykroyd Murphy figure it out and decide to take the brothers down through something. Orange juice. Yeah. I don't know. Juice. Yada, yada stock, bro, stock, stock, stock exchange. Stuff. Anyway, that's the plot. Uh, I feel like I remember this movie being funnier than it was on my rewatch, but as someone who I don't know how much experience with this era of 80s comedy you have. Yeah. Dis- despite the awful things. Mostly more it. more 80s movies from like a teen drama. Yes. John Hughes. Bre- Breakfast Club, yes. John Hughes point of view. But yes. Um, this movie had some really great parts, um, but there were a couple things that drove me nuts, <laughs> um, that just is chalked up to like just bad writing. Um, one is why would the Jamie Lee Curtis character help Louis? Absolutely no reason. No reason. Louis has done nothing. Now, if Louis had like defended her from someone or helped her out with something, I could see her taking pity on him. Uh, she felt mildly bad for this guy that she was. One of the, you know, things that the Duke brothers do to ruin his life is when he's in, been in prison for, uh, I think, heroin or PC. P- <laughs> not, it, was, it wasn't it was, heroin. It was angel dust. That's and PCP. Um, <laughs> so there was like... <laughs> That's the so, thing, right? We're like, this movie's terrible, but then we'll just start like <laughs> reciting lines and laughing. Um, his fiance comes to the prison to pick him up. And as he's trying to explain to her 
one of the uh, Duke brothers underlings. <laughs> I say the Duke brothers and I keep thinking Duke's <laughs> answer. Um, one of their underlings has paid the Jamie Lee Curtis character who is a prostitute. Um, sorry, escort. Prostitute. Sex worker. Um, to basically you make out with them in front of the fiance and like, Oh, it's just a joke. You know, mm-hmm. it'd be great. Whatever. And the fiance is disgusted and leaves and she feels bad that she has contributed yes. to this, but she does a lot for somebody who just feels a night, one night of accommodations and a glance at them. things is probably should, sufficient should payment. for. More. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was, I hate to say unrealistic, <laughs> but that was just ridiculous. And she's just like, she's got a really good, I did like that she had a very good head on her shoulders and mm. that she'd like invested her money and she thought like I'd be doing this for like three more years and I'll have enough to retire on. And like, she has this plan and she's again, got a very good head on her shoulders. I really did like that about the character. Mm. Um, uh, there was something else that I thought was very, I thought the Eddie Murphy character getting as uptight and horrible as the others until he sees the error of his ways was a little unrealistic. Um, Maybe a little bit. Um, I mean, I know that was the point. They try to get that across when like he like invites people back to the house, right? Yeah. And like people are wilding out and... He's like, that's a Persian rug. <laughs> who bought the cools? Who bought the cools on my rug? Um, you know, they tried, but it was pretty fast, right? Like yeah. it's 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 pretty breakneck. Um, what did you think of the scene where he displays his newfound aptitude for commodities <laughs> brokerage? I mean, that was great and fun, right? It was it was sort of the idea of. Um, like a common sense approach to things mm. and like knowing about people. Yes. Um, which I thought was really interesting. Um, that was fine. I do like, of course, the, the sort of like heist slash getting back at the old guys. That was fun. Mm. Uh, I did like the scene where at the end, the bro- one of the brothers like basically has a heart attack and someone's like, uh, but this Duke, he's, he's sick. We're going to have to call an ambulance. And he's like, fuck off. <laughs> he just is like, I want Don Amici is a dude that like was in a, I don't, I need to go back and look at his, like, I only remember him from the eighties from like this and cocoon. Like right. but he was in a bunch of, he played the old guy in a bunch of movies and he's just, he's fucking great. Like, yeah, they're both really great at being like horrible old white guys. <laughs> um, they really did a great job of like doing subtle things. Um, like, so they have all the white men come to the club and then they don't, they don't exactly point a finger at it, but all of the butlers are black, mm. um, which I thought was really interesting. Um, they're what, Oh, the thing I really didn't like at the end is they show everyone living happily, like on a beach and stuff. You would think that they random women show. Well, yeah. Um, you would think that they would want to give back to the community and maybe not make the divide between the rich <laughs> and the poor. So I thought there was going to be more of a moral to it. And, you know, they would open up, I don't know, some sort of like <laughs> company that helps those less fortunate themselves. Well, I mean, it was the eighties. Yeah. But instead they just went with for the full, ah, we're rich now. They and brought, They brought the Butler with them. Yeah. That was great. I would have rather have not had the random, chicks show up at the end and because i love the love stories where dan Aykroyd and 
Jamie Lee Curtis and Eddie Murphy and Denim. It's <laughs> like the other love story. <laughs> right. That's funny. Um, yeah. So it was good. It was okay. Like it didn't make me laugh out loud. I'm sorry. Um, I was entertained. Um, it, it's not one of, despite the pedigree of the people involved, like John yeah. Landis, I think later on directed Eddie Murphy and like Beverly Hills Cop and like a couple other things. Like, yeah. The, this was not the pinnacle of their collaborations, despite no. all of the people involved. Yeah. Um, and and I think thought they were all great. Like I did. I didn't think anyone's performance was lacking or anything like that. There was, I mean, some great scenes where they really dug it to like the Harvard Harvard crowd. Mm. Where at one point they're like doing a four part singing harmony and somebody's got a popped collar and I was like, oh God, the cocaine 80s. Just the dirtiest, grossest song. Yeah, just, it was terrible. Um, so that really, like, they did a good job of underscoring that divide and making <laughs> those jokes. Cocaine 80s. <laughs> it's the cocaine 80s. Um, that was all great. Also, um, shout to Frank Oz, voice of Yoda, playing a cop in this movie. Yeah, I was trying to look out for him, but I don't think I just, I don't know him enough by sight. Until <laughs> you hear Miss Piggy's voice start talking about PCP, and you're like, "Wait a minute! Wait a second! Uh, yeah, but there were some quotable lines. It was it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. But Kick it was punches. Seven. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> Very generous for a movie with. Gorilla rape and blackface in it, so. But we've already counted those out. Like we can do that. I think so. Well, if if we're counting those, then it's like a five. <laughs> so you can take it either way. If you take out the uh, rape joke, rape jokes because it continued. Um, I the, think that one's the girl. <laughs> that means he's going to get fucked by a gorilla. The terrible um, word usage. <laughs> the number of breasts in this movie for no apparent reason um and jamie lee curtis taking a shine to lewis for no apparent reason then it's a five but if you count all that out it's a seven yeah 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 you know that was a bit eddie murphy just put on the fly with those dudes. oh yeah absolutely uh well that's nowhere it's yeah kind of it's a shame nowhere. kind of a shame that it's nowhere it is I would a like, shame. I'd like to see more of those, like I mean, you can that do the, era. You can do the same thing with, with you. Do, you can do the same thing as Arthur Christmas. You can like buy it from like iTunes or yeah, it's available for rent like, or Google buy. or YouTube or whatever. But oh, Caitlin, that's so hard. It's not hard. It's just why would you spend the money? I just want things that I'm free on things I'm already paying for. Right. Anyway. Anyway. We have to record our year-end wrap-up for you, friends. We do. So we're going to get the hell out of here so we can do that. Thank you so much for listening. You can get us on all the socials, as mentioned, at GeekdownPod, primarily Twitter. Get up off Twitter. We also have an email address or a Facebook group. Which we're on. <laughs> I thought you going to do the address, but... Oh, oh are we going to do the address? Sure, do the address. Okay, www.facebook.com forward slash GeekdownPod. You can also support the program on Patreon or Kofi. Geek Down Pod for both. More information there for that. Friends, have a happy holiday. Have a very Merry Christmas. Oh, it's Christmas today. It is. Is it actually Christmas when those things? Yeah. Nobody will be hearing this because you'll be with your families, and that's appropriate. Or you won't be because you've had enough of them. Remember, the Geek Down is the official podcast of getting away from your awful family. We support you. And we're happy you support us. 
all the support. Thank you so much for listening, friends. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser, and I'm sure we all wish you a very Merry Christmas. Hot Nog Pod. Hot Nog Pod. <laughs> That's going to make him use me all night. Nog, nog flames for that ass. All right. <clears throat>